In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is a logic to the progression of the Lenten Gospels. On the first Sunday in Lent, the Gospel was the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus is revealed as the one who has power over evil. On the second Sunday in Lent, the Gospel was Jesus freeing the daughter of the woman of Canaan from demonic harassment. Jesus exercises that power over evil for the benefit of of, of us, of, of, of other people. Today's gospel is about the spiritual vacuum created by the exorcism. It's not enough merely to remove the evil. The evil must be replaced with good. Next Sunday, our gospel is the feeding of the 5,000, which points to Jesus as the bread of life. Jesus is the good that must come and replace the departing evil. On the third Sunday in Lent, we need to remind ourselves that this is the purpose of Lent. Lent is about the power Christ gives us to overcome evil through confession, prayer, and fasting. And it is about replacing the evil with the good, with Christ, with new gifts and graces from the Spirit that he gives us. We need to remind ourselves because the third Sunday Lent is about when Lent begins to become a drag. We are in the no man's land of the season. We are, we've been at it a few weeks and we're not even halfway there yet. The initial enthusiasm and heroic resolve begins to give way to fatigue. The spoiled child of our appetites begins to act up and demand satisfaction. We probably had or will begin to have our first bouts with failure. This is exactly how it should be. Spiritual growth takes place precisely when we reach a point of discomfort. We follow Jesus into the Lenten wilderness in order to find out what is really going on within us. When all of our stuff is out in the open, we can begin to deal with it and make progress against it. Lent provides an emptiness that will be filled by Christ, by grace. If it weren't Lent, we would fill it with our usual stuff and not make progress. There are seasonal dangers to watch for as we endure in the Lenten fast. There is the inner Pharisee. He wants us to compare our fast with someone else's fast and fall into pride. Having chosen to abstain from significant things, we feel superior to those whose fast may not be quite so heroic. As the Pharisee of the parable prayed, quote, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, or even like this tax collector. I, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. There are two things we need to take to heart about fasting. First, the things you have given up are meant to aid you in your spiritual struggle. They have nothing to do with what someone else is wrestling with. 
you may struggle with something that someone else has never had an issue with. The only helpful comparisons in the spiritual life are to compare ourselves with ourselves, where we've been and where we've come, and to compare ourselves with Christ. Comparing ourselves with where we were in the past and how we progressed by grace to give us a sense of encouragement. Comparing ourselves with Christ, with the ultimate goal, teaches us humility and keeps us dependent upon him. The minute our fasting causes us to compare ourselves to another, we become prideful and uh, it is a temptation of the devil. Second, self-control is a gift. If you have made progress by grace, the proper response is thanksgiving. When we add thanksgiving to the grace we have received, we double our blessing. However, if our old gluttony is replaced with new pride, we have experienced something of the one for seven exchange that Jesus mentions in the gospel. The spiritual sins of pride and envy, born of comparison, are more serious than the bodily sins of gluttony and lust and laziness. We can err in the other direction if we resolve to fast from something and slipped we may feel as though we failed. This is to misunderstand how fasting works. Fasting is spiritual exercise. If you commit yourself to a workout consisting of four sets of 10 repetitions, you have not failed if you're only able to complete three sets plus five repetitions. You have simply discovered that you're not yet strong enough to complete four full sets. The answer is not to stop exercising and feel horrible about yourself. The answer is to get up and start again the next day. The fall is part of the progress. It reveals where we are and uh, what we need to work on. Human nature always tempts us to turn the Christian religion from grace to merit, from what God is doing in us to what we are doing for God. Lent is not about our heroism in spiritual things. Lent is about creating space in our lives for God to do new things. In fact, Lent is a privilege that we can only participate in by grace. It is only because we've been baptized into Christ, because we have faith in him, because we have this new life he's given us, that we can enter into a season of, of fasting and prayer that helps us progress from childhood to maturity. Any spiritual discipline we adopt is merely a way to make additional room in our lives for grace. Spiritual disciplines are not meritorious acts that earn God's favor. 
Consider our basic rule of prayer, participation in the Sunday Eucharist, the daily offices of morning and evening prayer, and a personal conversation of prayer with God. When we take our place with the church on Sunday, she offers herself and receives the grace of the sacrament. And when we pray morning and or evening prayer and have an ongoing conversation of prayer with God, we make room in our lives for God to work. We are more able to listen to God and hear what he is saying to us. But our Lord is not sitting on his throne checking off boxes on a grading sheet, saying, hmm, she went to church, she said her offices and her prayers, what a good girl, give her a B plus. Grace is likewise the foundation for fasting. When we abstain from things in order to turn from self towards God, this is a way of combating our idolatry by grace. When we willingly become hungry or deny some desire and then turn to God in prayer and do it for an extended season, grace from God fills that space in some real way. We make progress. But God does not look down from his throne and say, look, he's not having chocolate or wine. What a good boy he is. In other words, it doesn't matter what you are doing. It matters what God is doing in you. Or what you are doing only matters in the way it facilitates God's work in you. The more we focus on what we are doing, the more prideful we become. The more we focus on what God is doing, the more humble and thankful we become. Today's gospel reminds us that the evil we would remove by prayer and fasting leaves a void that will be filled by something. If it is not Christ, then it is likely to be either pride or despair, which is simply another form of pride. So if you've experienced success and made progress in the fast, give thanks to God for the good you have received. And if you have stumbled, give thanks to God for what you've learned about yourself and continue on in the grace of the Lenten fast. It is not about you. It is about, quote, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.